How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Well, hi there, everybody. Carden and Roberts here on The Fan on a wonderful Thursday. Everybody's happy. Everybody's in a good mood. Craig is days away from returning. He'll be back after spending a few days seeing the familia. On Monday, and our familia continues to fill in. The great Big Mac sitting yes, in the big chair it's finally today. my turn. The Wheel of Evan has landed on me today. <laughs> I'm very excited for it. Thank you. Yeah, so I guess uh, we should start with that basketball game from... <laughs> All right. <laughs> He's not even here. I got to get left at. Shout out. All right, let's start with this basketball game from last night, obviously. <laughs> 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 yeah, I like so, I like the looping. It was so, very funny. Yeah, I mean Julius Randle <laughs> hit a three early. And, okay, the Nets, uh, the Nets used to have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, and we used to beat the Knicks all the time. All right, we we got this out of our system. So the Nets gave up 142 points last night to the New York. <laughs> Shut up. Enough of this. I get it. You can have your laughs. You can throw the daggers through me. And quite frankly, we all deserve it. We all deserve it. We have seen one of the most incredible 180s I have ever seen in this town. I mean, I have witnessed it. Mm -hmm. From I have the superstars, I have the championship aspirations, and you're a bunch of whiny losers who are jealous. I got to own what this is now. And what this is now is you're better. All right? You've, okay. su you've surpassed us. You are of a better team. You've got better players. You have stars now, or at least guys playing like stars, specifically Jalen Brunson. And last night at Madison Square Garden, I was in the building for this, I got my ass whooped. C congratulations to you. Congratulations to you. And congratulations to all the Knicks fans out there. You beat my ass. Congratulations. Well, thank you. It was a rough night for you. Your team sucks, huh? <laughs> I mean, listen. <laughs> I mean, listen. Uh, everyone today is now just, you know, every. it's a good time to be a Knicks fan, no doubt. You know, Lugie was talking about it yesterday, laughing at all the chirping net fans. I mean, I don't know where they are. We work in a sports radio station. I've been around people of, uh, who love sports my whole life. Well, and there's like, there's like three of you. I, I, you ever I, see that scene in um, The Truman Show where she's yelling at him and doing like a commercial for the knife and Jim Carrey's just kind of like, who the hell are you talking to? <laughs> right? Like, it's funny. Last night in my, in my pain and misery, I wanted to check out how my, my man, Keith McPherson, was dealing with this. Right. So I went on his Twitter account and all he was doing was tweeting about the devils. <laughs> and I said, where, where am I? Like, 
where's my moral support? I was yeah. looking for it. No, no and support. And it was gone. No support. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, today's a great day to be a Knicks fan. Granted, I think it's not necessarily the game to just go nuts about, to be honest with me, because I watched that game, and I thought your team was awful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's just be yes. totally honest. The Knicks hit every shot, true, but they were sloppy with the basketball. Uh, defense, they didn't play much in the first quarter either, but... I thought the Boston win, obviously, is a much more impressive win. This was, you don't want to have the letdown of following that Boston win with a bad performance against a bad net team. Yeah, look. Let's the, just be totally honest what it was. The Nets were awful in that first and, and quarter. They, and they've been awful. And here's the only time I'll spend on the Nets, because I think the Knicks do deserve yes. the proper credit, which I will give them, is that what boggles my mind is the Nets have a really good collection of defensive players. They do. Yet, their team defense sucks. Their team defense is, like, historically bad. And I understand communication, gelling, a coach that needs to figure out his rotations and not play Dorian Finney-Smith at the five. So I'm going to try to be patient over the remainder of this season. But they were bad last night. But what was funny in the first quarter, and I jokingly said this to BT off the air, but it was really true. So I went there last night. I was with my dad. Uh, we both oh. had hoagies. The hoagies were absolutely fantastic. Is he planning his next next trip to Puerto Rico or no? Is he okay? <laughs> I'll tell you, Nick's keep winning. He is. He <laughs> don't like them either. Oh, today they're going to the Eastern Conference Finals, baby. <laughs> so 140 we, points. We sit down and watch this game, and Cam Johnson hits a three. I'm pumped up and I'm clapping like, ah, right, here we go, three nothing. This is my building, y'all. <laughs> I know. Julius Randle's being doubled in the corners. The opening possession of the game. No one had to see this. I get it. So, you know, 30 seconds in. That's fine. But this is how I knew. So, Julius is doubled in the corner and hits like a fadeaway three from the corner. I don't even know how he got the shot off. Mm -hmm. And it went right through. Yep. And when it went right through... I just turned on my seat. I sit on a bar stool at the garden, and I spun, and I looked at my dad, and I want to clean this up, okay? I said, we're bleeped. Yeah. That was it. And from that moment <laughs> on, Jalen Brunson never missed. Quentin Grimes, oh, my God. I know. Oh, my God. How many times is he open in the freaking corner? Mitchell Robinson is just offensive. Yeah, he, changed, he changes them, man. I, I, he brings a different element. But to your point, <laughs> there was a five or six, uh, six possession stretch where I don't think the Knicks hit rim. I'm not <laughs> even kidding. We'll, we'll go back and watch it. It was nothing but nothing but net. I mean, they were they hit everything. And to your point about the team defense, how many opportunities does Randall have to just throw the ball cross court? Yeah. I've never seen so many cross court well, one-handed toss passes like that in my life. It, it's funny. So in the NBA, it's a game of runs. Obviously, you're going to give every team one opportunity to get back into it. And you remember the Boston game from a few nights earlier. The Celtics had a few chances yeah. to get back into it. The Nets had a moment in the third quarter. And no, I did not leave at halftime, but more on when I left coming yeah. up. Oh, I'm sure you ducked out early. There was uh, well, it's uh, becoming it's becoming your style. No, you can finish the laugh, Connor, yeah. if you want to start it. Go finish it then. <laughs> it's becoming it's becoming your style, Mr. I never leave games well, early. I'll defend myself in a second. Yeah, okay. But Julius Randle, and I get it, the Knicks won last night. You should be happy. They scored a buck yes. forty two. They're playing great. But I'm I'm watching this as a Net fan, obviously. Julius Randle tried to get the Nets back in the game. Like, I, I witnessed it. Y'all yeah. witnessed it. And the Nets would not cooperate. Julius is throwing up air balls. Julius is dominating the basketball. Julius is turning the ball over. <laughs> Passes and behind his back. <laughs> yes. You know, it looked like he was, you know, dribbling like a seventh grader with the ball six feet in front of him yeah. sometimes. Like, it, they were sloppy at a lot and, of points in this game. And the Nets missed, I think it was two or three open threes. They could have cut it to, like, 12, which I'm not saying they come out and win the game, mm -hmm. but they had a chance to make it interesting. So Julius tried to bring the Nets back into the game. They didn't. 
They failed. The Knicks looked awesome. And if you look at the way this basketball team has played, and I'll give you the exact line of demarcation, in the grand scope of things, it's when Tom Thibodeau kind of cut down his rotation a few months ago. Right. But really, in the second half, they come out, first game out of the break, they're down 19 of the Wizards about five minutes to go in the second quarter. And I was feeling really good because I want to be perfectly honest with the audience. You remember the crack committee that Chris Russo formed against the Yankees with sure. Bob Huesler and guys like that? Mm-hmm. I'm like my own crack committee yeah. against the Knicks. And I, maybe I need to reform it like a new world order of crack committee against the Knicks. And I think the way we would form it is not just net fans who hate the Knicks because there's very few of us. Yeah. But people that hate basketball, they can join too. Because if you hate basketball, you should hate the Knicks. Because the better the Knicks do, the more basketball we talk. So that's my coalition plus <laughs> Ranger fans. Ranger fans, stop, t- I'm talking to you right now. Yeah. I love you guys. And let me tell you, you got an ally in me. I'll tell you why. Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane's coming. You're going to be in the garden tonight. You have a hotter ticket than the Knicks. You're a bigger deal than the Knicks. you got a better chance to win a title than no the doubt, Knicks. No Yet doubt, no doubt. all we do is talk about the Knicks. Ranger fans, you need to root against the Knicks. Ranger fans, join me. It's the new crack committee. Angry, bitter net fans, people that hate basketball, and Ranger fans. Join me Don't do for it. the new world order <laughs> of hating the New York Knicks. Uh, you're never going to get it. I spent years fighting that crack. I was constantly fighting the crack committee, nonstop. I was the the punching boy for Bob Euster and the crack committee. Don't form a crack committee. Let's enjoy this. Enjoy Let's this. enjoy it. Your team has no chance anymore. What's the point? It's not even a rivalry right now. Let's be totally honest. I know it's still what two out of the last eleven, right? That the Nets, that the Knicks have beat the Nets, but it just feels it. The balloon is the air is out of the balloon of your team, and the Knicks are playing the best basketball no, they look, they, they are. in forever. And and we all know it. We know we talk about it forever. What Brunson has done to this team, and the fact that they have two guys now that can get points at any moment, like the the other game uh, against um, Washington. Yeah. And even against Boston at times, when Brunson doesn't have it, Randall has stepped up and he scored points. And then Brunson down the end of the game and what he's able to do as a finisher. I mean, they've changed. I think the offensive rebounding of uh, Mitchell Robinson. Mitch coming really back takes, to big help, oh, especially looks, on the defensive. And he looks as good and as healthy and as fast yep. and as high jumping and as block sh- uh, shot blocking as we've ever seen him. He looks terrific. Look, the Knicks, you know, my, my hatred aside, I will always try to be the IBO, the independent basketball yeah. observer. I'll go back and forth. They are playing incredible basketball. What they've done really since about the five-minute mark of the second quarter against the Wizards, where they erased a 19-point deficit, cut it to four, and then in a back-and-forth affair on the road against Beal and Porzingis, they pulled a really good one out on the road Mm -hmm. to then destroy the New Orleans Pelicans like they weren't even facing somebody, Mm -hmm. to then destroy the Celtics, which is essentially what they did. That was a non-competitive game. And then to back it up last night against my hapless net team, the Knicks deserve all the credit in the world. And I don't think Knicks fans need to go crazy about, we can go here, we can go there, right. we can go to the finals. Uh, listen, we got a month before the postseason starts. Right now, it is simply, can you get to that 5-4 matchup, which you're at? Can you get to the 4 seed, where you've got kind of home court advantage, like we saw two years ago? Can you continue to move up and play great basketball? The schedule remains tough. The Miami game tomorrow night is going to be a great challenge. Playing the Celtics again is going to be a great challenge. But honestly, I got another negative to say. They played absolutely fan. Oh, wait. I do have something negative to say. Um, correct me if I'm wrong here. All I- right. You're probably wrong. So I'm at the game last night, and I noticed that you people, you Nick fans, decide to chant Derrick Rose's name 
in the fourth quarter. And it's not the first time you did it. You did it at the Pelican game. When you're blowing a team out, your human victory cigar is Derrick Rose. You chant his name, and you want him in the game. And a couple of games ago, Tom Thibodeau said, you got it. He brought him in the game. He got a standing ovation. The Garden crowd was very, very happy. That did not happen last night. There were Derrick Rose chants. He never got into the game. I think that is incredibly disrespectful. The man has won an MVP. The man is not Brian Scalabrini. Like, why are you treating him like he's me? You're treating him like, oh, let's chant for Evan to come into a game. He's fat out of shape and can't play basketball. Like, why Which are you people? Which we established yesterday. We did. Yeah. Why are you guys chanting for Derrick Rose like he's a novelty act? I find it, I got to tell you. Oh, would you stop As an IBO, it? I find would it you very stop disrespectful. stop it? What's wrong with you? What, what? What's wrong with you? What do you mean? Is this what you've reverted yourself to? I don't to? know what you're talking about. You know, clutching at straws to come up with some nonsense to kill a fan base that has finally got the upper hand on you after four years of dominating them? What? You had four years, my friend. I'm tired of this nonsense where, oh, you know, the Knicks fans, if I could, any team that would make me leave the country, you made up a whole stupid game so you could say that I don't want to see the Knicks win. <laughs> you came up with this entire stupid po- game of Puerto Rico just so you could say I don't want to see the Knicks win. But the truth of the matter is for four years, it's it was a circus, and in the open you only got one round of victory, but you've had the upper hand on this fledgling franchise for the last four years. And for one week now, what one month now, They've got the upper hand, and you got to clutch at straws about who they want to see on the court. I'm just when saying, they were blowing very out your disrespectful. Team, very you got disrespectful. Some you I got some nerve. You. I mean, why are we treating Derrick Rose, who had such They're a treating? They want to see him. They want to see him. They oh like my god! Him. Like he's uh, the Philly fanatic. Oh, stop. Like he's a mascot. No, he's a. Uh, he was. Arguably their best player heading into the postseason the last time they made it. Now, so, I know. Now you chant for him to come into the game. Now, as far as leaving early is concerned, and I invite everybody to join this conversation because we're all human beings, we're all adults, and we go to sporting events, whether it's a basketball game, a hockey game, a baseball game, a football game. And at some point when we're at a game, whether it's with your kids or it's by yourself, we have to make decisions, okay? We all have to make decisions. This is not about last night's Knicks-Nets game. This is about life. There's a moment at a sporting event where you have to make a decision, what am I doing? So last night, personally, I always want to be honest with you, when Jalen Brunson hit that corner three with about four and a half minutes to go to extend the Nick lead to 27, Mm -hmm. I made a decision. I made a life decision. I made a business decision. I turned to my dad. I said, listen, father. I don't call him father. I said, dad, (laughs) if you don't mind. Excuse me, sir. I think this is our moment to exit. And he agreed, and the timeout was called, and we left. But here's what I noticed when I left. I wasn't the only one leaving. And it wasn't the tons of Net fans that were there. The Brooklyn Brigade didn't leave. They were still chanting Brooklyn Bridges with five minutes to go in the fourth quarter because God bless their souls. Mm -hmm. That building was emptying out with Nick fans. And I'm not ripping them at all. I'm saying, I kind of get it. Like, I know that if my team won, I would have stayed till the bitter end because I'm a vengeful douche, and I admit that. I want to enjoy every second Mm -hmm. of beating your team in your building, so I would have stayed. But even if you're a Nick fan last night, if you're a Yankee fan, remember that game against the Cubs this year where Matt Carpenter hit 17 home runs and you beat him like 25 to 1? Yes. Do you remember that game? I do remember that game. I remember that whole series. If they you, scored a ton of runs that whole series. If you're a Yankee fan and you were at that game on mm-hmm. that just gorgeous, I think it was a Saturday late afternoon. Yeah. Didn't at some point you make a decision and say, I think we should go. I mean, the game, the game is over. 
Now, sometimes it's based on the time. Maybe yeah. it's 10 o'clock. The game's taking a long and, time. And the place, quite honestly, because I don't know how many people actually drive in and park at the garden or whatever, but it seems like to me that's the easiest exit access there is. You get walk out, you get on the subway, you're in the city, whatever. Like Yankee Stadium, you're stuck in a parking lot. You know, City Field, you're in the parking lot waiting. You want to beat the rush. Is there really beating a rush out um, of... Out of MSG? So the answer to that question is maybe not from a traffic perspective, but when you leave the garden, the garden is on stilts. Did you know that? Yes. It's on stilts. Yes. Like it's above the ground, like really high. I know what stilts are. I'm just explaining it. Right. So when you leave Madison Square Garden, you Mm got to go down a lot of freaking stairs. stairs. Yes. I mean, it's like forever. Yes. A lot of looping around the staircase. So I have a a personal staircase I found that I usually get before anyone else, and I walk by myself, Mm -hmm. which is great when your team loses by 57 points to the Knicks on a Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. But you're walking down a lot of stairs, and if there's a lot of people there, it gets crowded. It gets very crowded, Big Mac. That's ridiculous. I don't think people want to deal with that. Ridiculous. But at Yankee Stadium, there aren't games where you decide. And baseball's a little different because there's no never. Baseball's my one exception with you, Big Mac, because like other than an obscene score like 18 to one. A baseball game's never really There's over. no clock in baseball. Did there's, you know that? Until now, there's until no now, clock there in baseball. Until now, there was never a damn clock in baseball. But like in football, I went to the Jet-Jaguar game. Remember that game? Yes. On Thursday night? Oh, I remember it well. There was a moment where the game was mathematically over. Yeah, kickoff. And I... <laughs> <Jazz>. <laughs> remember, they forced the turnover on the opening possession. Oh, I, I do remember that. That's no, right, uh, yeah. well, I'm sorry. Computer Craig will not laugh. I know. I was looking for it. I thought I had it. <laughs> <laughs> like if I said, watch this. Shut them all for a second. Let's see if this works. Okay. Hey, Computer Craig, Kevin Durant made his son's debut last night, scored like 25, and they won. <laughs> hey, catch him right. to laugh. <laughs> but isn't there a moment in any sporting event where we decide eh, it's time to go? Yeah, I mean, of course I mean, there is. It's, doing? It, yeah, it's, I think it's different for everybody. Me, personally, I, I have a tough time leaving because unlike you, and I think Tommy pointed this out beautifully yesterday, we live in the real world. And I don't get, and most people, I would think, don't get to go to as many games. So for me, going to a Yankee game or a game out like that, most of the time my kids are probably already asleep, and I'm going to milk the night out for everything I that's can. A, that's a fair point. I, I like That's yep. the only yep. – I, I, I love the pitch clock, but I'm probably the only person here who wants every Yankee game to be three and a half hours because nothing bothers me more than looking up and it's been an hour and ten minutes and we're in the sixth inning. And I'm like, what? The, I don't want to leave. <laughs> I get that. So, like – this is a unique opportunity for a lot of people. They spend a lot of money. I would think you would want to milk the experience for everything it's worth and see that final call and see, you know, the the, the shaking of the hands and the victory, especially in a win. No, I get that. But I also I think there's I think there's a time and a place, especially if you're looking to beat traffic. That's why I think MSG is a little bit different. I know, you know, me personally, every time I go there, I'm taking the subway, I'm taking yeah, Big Mac, I'm I'm not and this is not shade. I know people are gonna take it this way. The garden was emptying out when I was leaving. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just net fans saying, hey, we're Oh, no, no, the whole place is opening. And, and, and by yeah, the way, yeah. I respect everybody who left. Like, yeah. they made a decision. Hey, at four minutes to go, up 27, yeah. what am I doing? Yes. I, and by the way, did you see that they reviewed the final play of the game to make <laughs> oh. sure if it was a shot oh, or not? Uh, that's, what are we, yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. Who stayed for that? <laughs> I mean, unless you bet on it. I think course. you can walk out at that point. Oh, that's but the still, g- the point <laughs> is, is you have been Mr. I don't leave 
Mr. I stay till the yeah. end. And I know you're giving me this mathematical, like you came up with some sort of algorithm yeah. that you can prove definitively, definitively when a game is over and when it's not. Correct. The fact of the matter Correct. is yes. you were tired of watching your team get their ass kicked, and there came a point where there is enough of a ass kicking I have taken where I'm getting this ass and getting up and leaving. It wasn't necessarily, well, you know, if you carry the – Dad, you bring that calculator with you? If you <laughs> if you add this, multiples of 10, uh, divide by 3.14 pi, uh, you know, it's not an algorithm. It's I've had enough of watching this team get their ass kicked, and I know it's over. The one thing I would admit is that baseball is the sport where I would always fear. So I tweeted oh. out early in the game last night, Yeah, when is it too early to leave? And it was very interesting, a lot of the responses. A lot of Net fans said, leave now. A lot of Nick fans <laughs> said, go F yourself. Right. You just sit there and watch every sure. second of it. Go work on your foul shots. My guy CP, the franchise, was mocking me. Like, <laughs> where's the season ticket holder at? But one thing I said, and I said it to somebody who came over to me that night. Yeah. There's a lot of lovable Cardin Roberts fans. Sure. And no one was mean to me. I have to say, they were all very, very nice. And most of them to your end- face. To my face. Yeah. And they all ended the conversation by saying, let's go Mets, which I thought was like, let's meet with common ground. But one guy said to me, will you leave? And this was halftime. And I said, here's my problem. Even though I know this game is over, I'm mm-hmm. not an idiot. Right. I would be devastated if they came back. Right. Like, I do have the fear of missing something crazy. And, again, the last two games the Nets played against the Knicks last year at the Garden right. were both ridiculous comebacks. Yeah, I remember. They were down 27 in one of them. I think 22 in the other. I may be off by a point or two. And I would always fear that. So that's why you can mock me all you it's want. The fear factor. Once I know mathematically it can't happen, rack me, I'm out, as Jim Rome would say. Like, I'm done. Because now I don't have that fear. I know it's, it can't happen. So it really is a mathematical equation. Yeah, I'm not buying it. There's just a level. You know when it's over. You know it's over earlier than when you leave. You know it. There's just a level that you can't tolerate anymore. You're- and yeah, we all fear the same thing. And you're right, baseball. There is nothing worse. And it's happened to me once or twice in my life. There is nothing worse as a Yankee fan. I'll use the as a Yankee fan perspective. There is nothing worse than being in the car and hearing John Sterling make the call of your team's amazing comeback and victory <laughs> after you've already left. There is nothing worse. Wait, it hasn't so, happened to me in a long time. Oh, but it didn't in happen. In a long time, it's happened. To me why did it happen? Because of kids. Yeah, no, not because of kids. Because it's been a long time. Way, because kid, of uh, who I was with was busting my oh, shoes who to you leave. With? Or... Who the hell were you with that made you leave? Kids, we all understand. Trust yeah. me, I've left games for my kids, yeah. and I have no regrets. Like, yeah. if I want my kids to love baseball or sports, I can't force it on them. And as right. much as you people think I yeah. do, I swear I do not. Okay. Like, once... Okay, look at you. I'm not trying. Listen. You think I'm a liar. I'm not thinking you're a liar. You I, think I'm a liar? I don't think you're a liar. I, I won't force think, it on him. Uh, we've talked about this. Right now, the Rangers, right? He likes hockey. He's getting into hockey. Who, Jet? He? Yeah, Jet. And that was a, a phase a year well, ago. Well, listen, we, we got rid of well, him. Well, it's coming back up because we might not talk much about the Rangers. But, I mean, if you look at their lineup, that it's as talented a Ranger lineup as we've seen in forever. Like this is the this is going to be a legit okay. run. All right, what's your point? My point is, is you're not going to open yourself up to allow him to enjoy the Ranger run. You're going to shield him from it. You open up to things you like, and you shield the things we, you don't. We will get to your phone calls on this. Obviously, the Nick win. If you want to brag, eight seven seven three three seven six eight seven six three six. Oh, it had to come out. We are the New York Knicks. Uh, <laughs> we are the New York. I'm a loser. I'm a loser. <laughs> I'm a loser. I own it. I own it. I got to live with it. I got to deal with it. Look at Connor trying to outdo (laughs) me as a board op. Thanks a lot. I got to tell you, that was an incredible job. That was a good job. We'll get to the Yankees, the Mets, the latest out of camp. Plus, what did Joe Shane today, and what does it tell us about the future? And Ranger fans, 
I am your friend. You are sick of the Knicks. You're <laughs> sick of the attention they're getting. Join me on the new world order of crack committees, the committee that can't stand the Knicks. It's How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Carton and Roberts on the fan. WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. I wanted to share this with you because I had this uh, tweet, this funny tweet sent to me by one, two, three, seven different people in the last two days because apparently it's very funny. So I'm going to say it on the air to you. You tell me if it's funny or not. I, I actually did belly laugh. I'm a very good uh, judge of funny. Are so you? I'm looking forward to it, yes. All right. I, like, for example, I'm hilarious. <laughs> yes. How about Luke? So, he's, he's, all right. Right. he's all right. He's all right. He got the damage thing right. You can't, you can't, you know, listen, I mean, you're lucky that he didn't have to today. It would have been much worse. Lugie texts me last night at the end of the game and all he writes is, damn. I'm sure he did. And I chose I'm not sure to write him did. back. I just felt like, what am I supposed to say? Yeah, you should have wrote back, I'm not sure what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> Explain that further. A guy named John Foley tweeted, uh, there's a brief delay this inning. The Bat Boy forgot Trey Turner's oven mitts. And as part of MLB's new rules to speed up the game, the Bat Boy has been executed. <laughs> not about, about execution. I mean, it's obviously over the top. Nobody's been executed, okay. but it was an over the top joke right, about MLB and trying to move the yeah, game along. No, not that funny. Not that funny. No. I, I just wonder why seven different people I know felt the need <laughs> to send me that tweet thinking this is going to change your yeah. life. We'll talk a little bit more baseball coming up, including the fact that Big Mac now goes oh, to sleep praying yeah. at the altar of Anthony Volpe. He also, and I, someone else wore it recently, but now I'm going to forget about Frazier wearing it. 77 was the old high school football number. Oh, really? So, oh, you know how many, you know how many Volpe jerseys I'm going to Is gonna he going to keep 77? I on? hope so. 
It's a beautiful, glorious number. I mean, the Yankees are in this weird spot where obviously one through ten is gone. Right. So you don't have like these special numbers anymore. Yeah, I, one idea I thought about was instead of giving Domingo Herman zero, maybe Volpe gets zero. You know, like an offbeat, it's a single digit. Yeah. And kind of like judge the highest number, vote right. pays a little zero, actually. Well, I think I like the, the 99, now 77. If you if Dominguez comes up and is the center fielder, you could put him at 88. Uh, yeah. And now you got like a, a trend. Going. I love it. <laughs> love it. Uh, let's kick it off with Ray in New York. What's up, Ray? Hey, how are you? Oh, excellent. Good, Ray. I just want to be the first member of your crack committee. Welcome. We need a name for our committee. Obviously, we're, yeah. we're, we're joining forces. It's net fans who hate the Knicks, right. and it's really disrespected Ranger fans because I feel bad That's for you guys. I'm the, I'm the Ranger fan. Yeah. I definitely would love for you guys to open the show. We're talking about how they beat Philadelphia last night. You're time. right. You're right. And the only reason we won't do it, Ray, you're 100% right, because of those bastard Knicks. I mean, you're, you're 1,000%. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's horrible. So I'm a loser. Fans, I'm with you, man. So we'll name our committee, and we're going to form a group, and we're going to meet twice a week. <laughs> yeah. On Tuesdays and Sundays. I'm, sure. I'm a loser. <laughs> How early into the meeting are you allowed to leave? What's a good <laughs> – if you're into the meeting 25 minutes and you realize nothing's happening and you're just a bunch of sore losers <laughs> looking to get some free coffee, sore losers, when do you leave? Ranger fans, man. I don't no, want I know. Ranger fans. No, and, very... and listen, right now, I'm not kidding. I, I'm much – I mean, if you ask me which team has a better chance to do damage, it's the Rangers. And yet all we do. I think the Rangers do, have a legitimate chance to do some damage. And yet here. all we do, damage yeah. or not, is we talk about the Ranger fans. I'm here for you. Yeah. The only way to stop this orange <laughs> and blue caravan is for them to get knocked <laughs> off. And then it's all about the Rangers, baby. Yeah. Zach's in Staten Island. What's up, Zach? I never talk Rangers. You're full of it. Hey, guys. How you doing? Thanks for taking my call. I actually pulled over on Interstate 80. Just to get out, what I want to say, oh, oh Evan, serious? Oh, yeah. Your fandom makes me sick. Why is it that? really? Does. And I'm <laughs> going to give you a couple. Of, well, I'm going to give you a couple examples. Go Hear ahead. me out. Please do. Hear Please do. Hear me out. Last year, around this time, it wasn't even a month into the baseball season, and I believe it was a Monday night Met comeback victory. Mm -hmm. The next day, you couldn't stop saying how it was a miracle Met comeback. Mm -hmm. And then what happened after that? The whole year was nothing but a giant choke job. Let's go to well, Tyree. Well, hold, on, hold, on, hold on a second. Can, can, wait, I, can wait, I argue wait, wait. with you about finish. that? Let, let me finish. So you're going to do a collection it, of it, thoughts, and then you want me to afterwards respond piece by piece? Is that wait, it's hang your on, show, Zach? Hang I, I'm nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> hang on. Yeah. All right. Now, wait, hang on. Now, he did pull over on the side Tyree. of the road, Ev. Give him a minute. You're right. All right. I'm going to write this down, Tyree. okay? Phillies in April, Okay. Go ahead. All right, Kyrie and KD. All I heard with you is for years how uh, they're this and that. What happened there? Yep. Nothing. Yep. Another choke job. And then last night was the worst. Yeah. You busting Tommy's chops, having him trying to explain to you what damage is. Yeah. Damage, Evan, is the New York Knicks blowing your pathetic team <laughs> out of New York City <laughs> to be the team in the city. I think now everything, you're trying, to be, everything you're trying you, to be cute and pivot to the Rangers. No, no, uh, no. I'm yeah. trying to look out for Ranger fans. I mean, yeah. they need to join me in our brand new crack yeah. committee. It's we like all a know what he's doing. circa he's, 2023. He's creating a human shield and he wants people to come and, you know, take the bullets for so, him. So basically, here was Zach's point. This, is, this was his point. I want to succinctly explain it. He said, Evan, all your teams suck. That was that was his point. Pretty much. The Mets had this great win against the Phillies. Look what happened. It's a waste of 101 wins. 
Right on, right? <laughs> yeah. Then he says, Kyrie and KD, you were excited. You expected big things. It didn't work. You suck. Yes. Then he brings up last night's game where the Nets just allowed another three. They just allowed yeah. Jalen Brunson to hit an 18-footer. So all Zach wanted to do is not even rip my fandom. Just say, hey, Ev, all your teams are awful. Yep. And guess what, Zach? No bleep, Sherlock. You don't think I know this? You don't think I understand that? But I do I, appreciate that you pulled over on I-80 <laughs> just so you could call me up and remind me yeah. I'm a that loser. the Mets right. didn't win a playoff series I, I don't understand year. what his point is, though. You should stop being a fan of said teams. <laughs> you should stop getting excited no matter how promising the future looks for said teams because ultimately it will end in misery. Yeah. Like, I don't... Are you not supposed to get excited over a come-from-behind win against a division rival? Are you not supposed to be excited when two of the best, to be fair, 10 players in the NBA, three of the best 10 players in the NBA, join your team? It was a debacle. Yes. And believe me, he instead of pulling over to get on you for enjoy, enjoying the good moments, he should just call you and revel in the bad ones. That's it? That's what he should do. It was an absolute disaster. No it kidding. Is your basketball team, in, in no hyperbole, is the best. Biggest failure 100%. in the history of professional sports. And here's how. For the allotted talent to what they actually no achieved, doubt. there is not a worse so, dynamic so than here's, your basketball team. Here's what's kind of funny. Remember last year, and I actually defended this, our coworker Greg Giannotti, mm -hmm. was all in on the Celtics embarrassing the Nets. And a lot of Net fans got offended by it. And I said, listen, let me tell you something. I get it. Yeah. Like, I totally get it. Like, he doesn't like the Nets. He's being honest about his dislike. Well, here's my new reality. My new reality is here's what I live for in the NBA. I'll be very blunt with you. I live for the Dallas Mavericks failing. Sure. Okay? And so far, so good. I live for James Harden choking. Okay? Okay. I live for the Phoenix Suns just simply not winning an NBA title. Like, that's my just don't win an NBA title. All right? And I live for the Knicks failing. Because I'm a loser. Because that's where we are. Now, I'm Met, a loser. Met fans out there. Met fans. Hello. A lot of Met fans listening. You know the deal. This was us. What did we do in 2009? What was our lives in 2009? It was rooting against the big bad Yankees. What was our lives in the late 90s? Rooting against the big bad New York Yankees. This is not a new concept. And what I always respected about Greg Giannotti is he was honest about it. He's like, I hate them. I want them to lose. God bless him. We don't, we're not honest enough around here. Right. Well, guess what? My NBA life now is bringing the Mavs down, right. the Sixers down, the Suns down, and the Knicks down. Anybody else can win an NBA championship. I can live with that. Is that the order that, uh, the of order? importance? That's, see, that's the question because there could, very well could be a Philadelphia Knicks series. Don't, 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 don't do this. I'm, it's very possible. <laughs> don't, don't do that to me. I think you'd have to root Philly. <laughs> I think you'd have to see the beard... Move oh, on. The Big Mac. There's, there's no, no doubt. There's no doubt yes. what I would root for in a New York Philly all your foo, All your foo Philly nonsense will go out the window. You'll wear all the, the sweatshirts that Craig could possibly <laughs> give you. You'll come up with all. You'll, you'll be eating soft pretzels and water ices all day long. Let's go to Freddie in Hackensack, New Jersey. Good afternoon, Freddie. Good afternoon, fellas. Listen, real quick, before I, I make a point with Big Mac said earlier. Um, last night, all I kept doing after brunch and score 39 was chant Lugie's name in my uh, living room. <laughs> after that call yesterday about him, about, you know, the caller call, complaining about Brunson, he's not a superstar. I was like, Lugie, <laughs> So I'm excited about <laughs> Big Mac, um, yes. your comment about, the, about you not 
complaining about if games go later than, you know, a certain time. Yeah. Me either. I don't mind sitting there. And especially Evan and Big Man, I'm sorry, I don't know if you have kids. You guys probably agree. If the game ends sooner or earlier than expected, we got to figure out what we got to do with our kids after that. So I'm like, let this game go on three to four hours. I don't <laughs> mind because by the time yeah. they get home, they're exhausted and it's time for bed. Yeah. Thank you, fellas. Thank no, you. I completely agree with you. I've never thought, I, I've never thought that the games needed to be just shorter for shorter sake. I, I love the pitch clock because it eliminates non-baseball activities in a baseball game, byproduct being the games will be shorter. But I've never thought, in my opinion as a baseball fan, I've never thought the Yankee, that baseball had a problem with too long of games. They had too much inaction. Okay, but let me get to the whole point of getting your money's worth, which yeah. I completely understand. Yeah. And I'm going to use, not base, I don't think baseball is a good example. I'm going to use the Jet-Jaguar game. Right. right. It's a Thursday night game. It starts at 8.30 at night. Mm-hmm. It's raining. Yeah, it was a miserable. It's misty. Yeah, well, it's disgusting. And they're going to lose. <laughs> at some point, aren't you making the decision, yes. you know what, I'm getting the hell out of here. Yeah, man, I spent a lot of money on tickets. Yeah, yeah man, I bought this merchandise. Yeah, I didn't even finish this beer. Mm-hmm. But doesn't there come a point when you're no longer having fun? And I love sports, right? I'm the sports geek. Yeah. Isn't there a point at some sporting events where you say, I'm literally only staying because I don't right. want to go home, which uh, sounds like a very loogie move more than anything. <laughs> well, let me see. You, you were talking about bringing honesty back. Let me be totally honest with you. If I would have taken up Craig's offer to go to the giant Philadelphia uh, playoff game, mm-hmm. and me and my wife were supposed to, that was like, yes, thought. that's a great game to bring I, up. If, what would you have done? If my <laughs> wife and I would have went down to Philadelphia, I would have gotten the hell out of there. So fast, your head would spin. We would have been having dinner at a nice restaurant. I would not have put up, because you saw, I don't need an algorithm to know the Giants were out of that game. Yes. So there's, yes. A, there's a point where I'm totally with you. There is, a, as in Philadelphia, watching my team get their ass kicked, I, I would have left as fast oh, as okay, I possibly could have. Okay, so could've. may I ask you a simple question? Yes. And, and I get that the people at Madison Square Garden are very classy people. Yes. Right? It's not Philadelphia. We all understand that. I was at a road game last night yeah. where, yes, didn't need an algorithm right. to know the game is over. So what the hell's the difference? Because it's the garden and it's yes. a safe space? Yes. You and because it's not, become... misery, it's not misery to your team. The season doesn't end that moment. I mean, it feels that way. Well, I mean, <laughs> what you know, the season about? ended a month ago. <laughs> the season's playing in Phoenix. Oh, thank you very that's, much. That's just the fact. The season's in Phoenix, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. The season's in Phoenix having dinner at 2.30. Did you see... And I couldn't believe this when I saw it. You know how I know this? Because at halftime, my dad and I look at each other. We're like, oh, this sucks. This ain't going anywhere. And he's on his phone, like, checking out news. He told me something. And I was like, I I would go to this show. Are you a Broadway guy? Yes. You ready for this? Remember we met? Oh, we didn't meet. That's right. I saw you at a Broadway show. Rocky. We saw Rocky. Not together, but apart. Yes. I have big news. I'm so excited to share this with the audience. Really? Because I think that even though me... Carton and Roberts... Hit the stage at Broadway? <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. As much as maybe a lot of people listening may not love Broadway, yeah, I bet you what I'm about to tell you may cause a, a decent amount of people to say, okay, I'm buying that. Okay. And the only reason I know about this is because my dad was on his phone. He said, oh, look at this, son. You know, it's halftime. We don't need to see the DJ performing. Sure. So you're checking out Broadway schedules. Pretty much. Sure. That's what my dad was doing. Natural progression. Are you guys ready for this? Yeah. I'm so excited. Back to the Future the Musical. Really? What up? Really? Back to the Future. Wow. The musical. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Uh, how can you not be? I have be? to admit, I'm intrigued. How can anyone not be? That's pretty cool. Like, I am not 
a Broadway Broadway guy. Yeah. Like, I respect it. I've been to shows. I, lo- I love it. Sh- Okay, you're a big yeah, Broadway I guy. Love it, yeah. Makes sense because I haven't unique. been since the, the since COVID and the pandemic. But we used to go. My wife and I. Our anniversary was a Broadway show. Like, okay. That's every my year. only issue with Broadway is I'm not a fan of intermission. I think intermission is very stupid. Yeah. Like, can we just finish the show? Like, what are we doing here? Why I are guess. we? Why are we it's wasting? It's part of the custom, and you you know you spend more money. It's not like. It's not like a theater where you can get up and go just, you know, you don't want to miss the action. You spend so much money. It's so immersed. You don't want to just like, you 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 went to go see um, Avatar. Right. I'm sure you didn't mind going to the bathroom, getting popcorn I did and not missing mind. 10 minutes. I made excuses yeah. to go to the bathroom. But you know what I love about the theater? My favorite thing about the theater. Oh, boy. My number one thing about the theater. Yeah. It is the only place on earth that you can get a martini and Twizzlers. <laughs> That's a you good can get point. like you can get like the the movie theater candy. You can get like yeah, snow caps yeah, yeah. and milk duds, and then you can get a Manhattan straight up. That's like, exa- that's the only place on earth. There's one other place because I did it a few weeks ago. Adele. <laughs> oh, I'm <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did that Do they have time. like that candy? Like, type oh, of yeah. thing? and you can get fancy drinks. Yes. Stuff. But a Broadway, there is nothing. And the intermission. You know why? Because I run right down there and I get myself. I a know, cocktail. but the lines are too long, and it's a three hour show. Let's finish it. Yeah. But look, okay. there are some Broadway shows I've gone and seen, like. Do you remember the movie Big? Obviously, Tom Hanks. Do I remember the movie Big? They had a big Broadway show. Forrest Gump? I I heard about that one. They made a big Broadway show. They made a Titanic Broadway show. And they were both actually pretty good. But Back to the Future? Bro, that's a top ten movie of all time. Yeah. You know, Quentin Tarantino called it a perfect movie. He's not wrong. He's got like, I was watching a thing. He's got like five or six movies he calls perfect movies. Jaws was one. Poltergeist was one. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, not Poltergeist, The Exorcist. Excuse me, that's a big distinction. And then Back to the Future was one. My only question is, and it's only a natural question to ask on this show, it's a very important question, is yeah. Is the Broadway show going to be about Back to the Future 1 yeah, or I Back to the Future 2? I would think it's Back to the <laughs> If the Almanac makes that that show, I will love it. I mean, that seems pretty important where, to me. If, yeah, where we're going, we don't need roads. If that's <laughs> uttered at that Broadway performance, bravo. <laughs> Bravo. More of your calls, plus Joe Shane said some things today that may tell us more about the future and the past around Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. The toll-free number is 877-337-6666. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Carton and Roberts on the fan. WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. I don't want to jump you from whatever you're going to say coming out of break, but I can see the anguish on your face every time that plays. It's hilarious to me because they have the one where the, so, the end of Shay, and that one doesn't seem to bother you as much as the butt fumble bugs. Because the end of Shay soft, and it's legit, and it's a real moment, and we still talk about it, and it deserves the attention it has. The butt fumble is the second most overrated event in the history of sports. Wow. Now, that's obviously a cue for you to say. Yeah, it begs the what's question. What's the most overrated event Tell in us, Uncle history? Evan. What's the most overrated well, moment in sports it's history? It's funny you bring that up, Big Mac, because today happens to be the anniversary. Today is the anniversary of that? And enlighten me, because I won't wow, spend... Wow, when it. worlds collide. Who knew? <laughs> I promise you, I won't spend any more than a minute and a half on this. Mm-hmm. But I feel very passionately about it. Today is the 61-year anniversary of the most fugazi offensive performance in the history of sport. And that, of course, is when Wilt Chamberlain scored 100 points in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Let's count the ways this was fugazi. The Knicks starting center that night. See, I'm defending the Knicks. 100 points. That's right. 100 points and you're going to knock it? Well, I'll give you the reasons. You tell me where I'm wrong. Starting center for the New York Knicks. You know why he didn't play that night? Why? Hangover. I mean, come on. Oh, I'm sorry. What are we has, doing? Uh, oh, has anyone ever gone up against a team down a player? Oh, wow. That's number one. Number two, they were fouling on purpose to get the ball back to Wilt. Like, what are we? Can you imagine? Well, maybe the uh, maybe the Knicks were a poor foul shooting team at the time. No, no, no. We've no, seen no, fouls no. to try and get the ball back Stop. to prolong a game. Stop it. The entire fourth quarter was spent. See, this is the story they don't tell you in school. That's the problem with our uh, <laughs> culture today. David Ortiz books and not telling the truth about Will Chamberlain. So they're fouling on purpose so Will could get the ball back. It was a Fugazi 100 points. There's no such thing. If this happened in 2023, those dopey overpaid morning hosts like Craig Carton (laughs) and I'm just kidding and Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith and Shannon Sharp and that guy who lies about the Nets attendance who uh, I forget his name. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I don't even know the reference. He's on Fox. But he's, he's a liar. He's I a, can promise you that. He's a damn liar. You know what they would be saying about that game? Can you imagine our culture today talking about that kind of performance when it was just, hey, let's fail to get Wilt the ball yeah. again. I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry. This is this is revisionist history. You weren't around. You don't know how many guys where maybe, they're, maybe that game was played a lot to get guys points. And still no one was able to accomplish no. the 100 No, in in fact, Philly was giving up open shots just so Wilt could take another shot. Well, why did they do that? Because they wanted him to score 100. Why? Because they thought it'd be cool so that jackasses like you would wax poetic <laughs> about it 61 years later no on Sports Talk Radio. poetic, but I will not stand here from the scope of 50, 61 years and try and judge errors of previous time. I don't know. It's 100 points. No one's come close since. And, Bravo, Wilt. You know what bothers me? So it's the anniversary of that game. It's very fugazi. It's also a bigger anniversary. An anniversary that I think lives in in sports entertainment history. Oh, boy. Because 25 years ago today, one of the greatest turns we've ever seen, Mike Tyson joined D-Generation X. Now, I mean... <laughs> That's one of the greatest turns? Listen! 
I mean, was he was he ever? I just remember didn't Austin like slap him? Yeah, like, I don't remember anything other than that with Mike Tyson, and then maybe a little bit of DX. But what yeah. what, what was the turn and what was he doing the before? Turn was he was he his, with McMahon? Like no, what was he doing? He was just a hired gun. He took okay. his shirt off, and there was a DX. Picture, I remember that. Yeah. And then he started doing the very inappropriate chop yes. uh, crotch thing that Joel Embiid stole from the WWE. Mm-hmm. That was a moment right there. Mike Tyson joining DX to me, much bigger deal than that Fugazi Will Chamberlain record. I mean, what are we talking about? 100 points. And then you get that great McMahon clip when Austin, he's, you ruined it, damn it! Yeah. <laughs> well, that's when he slapped him, right? You yes, ruined yes, it. Yeah. Yeah. You ruined it. I will say, though, Tyson joining DX is my second favorite athlete joining a faction group in the history of pro wrestling, Dennis Rodman joining the NWO. Perfect marriage. It was a perfect marriage. And he was there for a while, and he was just, he was great. Like, he was a perfect member of the NWO. I just saw, I was watching either clips of the documentary, because A&E is doing this whole documentary series. Yeah, yeah. Of, um... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? When two guys... Rivalries. rivalries. There you go. That's the word. <laughs> rivalries. Rivalries? Uh, they're doing like a whole rivalry thing, and I saw clips of it or whatever, and he was talking about that a little bit, and he was talking about how when Rodman joined, and Phil Jackson was calling him, saying, we need we need Rodman yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Would you stop? He's like, what do you want me to do? He wants to hang out with us and wrestle. Can, so you, imagine, can you imagine leaving that Bulls team... You know, winning championships, playing with Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's punching guys in the face at practice. Yeah, and you have the gall to just run off with NWO? Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, they were that cool. I know. <laughs> no, they were. That, uh, you know, as much as we don't really have to get into wrestling, when you want to talk about turns for me, when Hulk became Hollywood Hogan and the bad guy, NWO was the coolest thing it was the coolest. ever did. And no, it was so no cool doubt that Dennis Rodman joined. And, the last... and then Austin and The Rock took it to, yeah. you know, other heights. I don't know, better or worse. And... And Subjective. The, the last athlete mention I'll have with pro wrestling to me is very underrated, not appreciated, and it should be appreciated in this town of all places. And that is the fact that Lawrence Taylor mm-hmm. wrestled the main event of WrestleMania 11. The greatest defensive player, maybe of our lifetime. Yeah. One of the great athletes in the history of New York, New Jersey sports. No doubt. Lawrence Taylor. I am not building him up any more than no. what he deserves. You're He's underselling, if anything. That's how good he was. Yes. He made a vent in a WrestleMania <laughs> and won. I know the script well, said for him to win. Sure. but he, the, And it was a good match. Baby. Yeah, but here's the problem. I, I don't remember the match. What I kind of remember is him getting, like, carried off. He got hurt. Like, injured. Did he legitimately get injured? Or so, was yeah. It, yeah. Dude, wrestling's not easy. No, and one of, of the not. guys who carried him off, one of the guys who helped him out, was our very own Carl Banks. Who appeared oh, at WrestleMania? I didn't know that. I gotta look back and uh, see that as I'm just immersed in the wrestling world at the moment. Show that match with to your the kid. two kids. Yeah, say, they love it because that'll bring your two worlds together. Say, yeah. sons, here's the greatest football player I've ever seen. Right, wrestling at WrestleMania. Yeah. Daddy did a couple of Thursday Night Lives with Carl Banks. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Let's go to Ivan in Houston. What's up, Ivan? Hey, how are you guys doing today? Excellent. Good. Um, how are you? And <laughs> you should be happy today. Why? I'll tell you why. Why is that? Because the last four years, you was told Nets don't matter. Nobody cares. Knicks fans don't care about the Nets. But yet, look how they're acting. They literally beat us two weeks ago, and BT gets on the radio saying they're going to win the. They're going to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, so I thought we didn't matter. I thought nobody cares about you're, the Nets. You're, you're you're right. Like I'm not disputing you, but none of that ever mattered to me. In fairness, and I always want to be consistent about this. When the Nets were a championship contender, I never had arguments with Craig. Because it would be fake if I had this argument, saying the Nets are taking over the town, they've got more fans. I, right. I never engaged in that. So whether Knicks fans care about the Nets or not means very little to me. Here's what matters to me. The Nets gave up 142 points last yeah. night. 
What matters to me is that I went to that building last night and watched an ass-kicking. What matters to me is that it's a sinking like the freaking Titanic, and the Knicks are rising like, uh, forget it. Phoenix? I was going to say something very inappropriate. I did not. Bottom line is this. (laughs) The Knicks are going to do damage. Yeah, they did damage. Yeah, right. Like Loogie, when the wife says, go out and do something else. It was damage. (laughs) (laughs) It was something like that. Sean in Goshen, New York. What's up, Sean? Hey, yeah, that, that damage stuff is killing me. Uh, no, just calling it. I got to give Thibodeau his props. Um, early in the season, wanted his head. But the fact that he was able to tweak the rotation, the, able, uh, the way he was able to bench in Fournier early in the season, and then, uh, you know, when they traded for Reddish, benching him, I don't know. It, it feels like he's finally speaking to these guys. Brunson's the on-the-court general. Um Love you guys. Love the show. He, just had to call and give Thibodeau his props. Uh, I'm just loving the way everything's that's going. Fair. He's yeah. done a great job. This and, and it feels like he's finally got the team he likes. Like, that's what it felt like with Thibodeau. It was like he was almost coaching no matter – if he didn't like the player, that's he didn't play. Like, it didn't – he wasn't the kind of coach who, like, all right, this is the talent I have. This is what I have to do. He's very much like, this is how I want to play. These are the guys I need to play like that. And now it seems like he's he's got the team with the – constructed the way he wanted and able to yeah, play well, the way he wants. I mean, listen, Cam Reddish was a perfect example of that. Yeah. It's almost as if Leon Rose and Tom Thibodeau never Warren. conversed with each other yeah. upon making that trade because Reddish never really got a full opportunity never. here. And Josh Hart is a Tom Thibodeau player. No doubt. Like, if you had to create a Tom Thibodeau player mm-hmm. in NBA Live, is NBA Live still out there? Oh, it's NBA know. 2K. I NBA think 2K, yeah. But if you were going to create a player that is perfect for Tom yeah. Thibodeau, It'd be Josh Hart. And count how many times in a game, because he does this all the time. And I remember seeing this just watching the NBA and now watching him on the Knicks. I see it all the time. Where he will grab a rebound and go coast to coast yeah, and cannot be stopped. He turns that motor on. He finishes around the basket. It sparks the team. It sparks the yeah. building. He's been tremendous. Yeah. The, the one knock I'll put on Thibodeau. Can I, is that fair? Can I still like... I, I think you're allowed one knock for today. After, you know, creating a an entire committee to bring them down, Yeah, yeah. I think you're allowed one more knock. Well, and this then is my be... IBO. This is my IBO moment. I'm an yeah, independent sure basketball are. observer. There's no such thing. I, I bet you there's a lot of diehard Knicks fans who are going to say Evan's right about this one. He still won't hold Julius accountable. Yeah. And what I mean by that is... Look, Julius had a very good year this year. He's been an all-star, and I, I give him all the credit in the world. And even look at a night like last night, like he had the highest plus-minus on the team. He went for 21-8-8. Eight eight. Like, statistically, he was fine. Shot a great percentage from the field. So the box score checks out. But there was a moment in this game in which his sloppiness mm-hmm. and his carelessness was begging the Nets to get back into the game. And what Tom Thibodeau could have simply done, and he – more so last year than ever this well, year, that, is take him out of the game right. and say, what, what am I doing? Because Tom Thibodeau doesn't put up with crap. Right. He will bench guys when he they piss him off, yet Julius has always been immune to that. Well, here's the thing I'll say to that. While, while I don't disagree with you, you're, you're, what you just said is important. It was last year. And now, is last year, if he does that last year, is this year possible? Like, he knew he needed to get the best out of Randall. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe Randall getting benched and not feeling like his, the coach was in the corner would have added to the fans, would have added to a lot of things. And then, because... Yeah, I don't know. But you've got this performance this year. It's hard to... What I'm saying is, is that, yes, last year, we were screaming for it. He was playing terribly. He was, you know, giving the fans the, the thumbs down. Whatever the case, 
We were screaming for it, but it still has led to this resurgence of getting back to the player he was. Ultimately, isn't it you put the players in the best position so that they can succeed? I don't How know. can you argue he hasn't gotten the best out of Randall? I don't know necessarily if in a dismal year a year ago, not holding him accountable somehow right. helped him break out a well, year it later. Hurt it. But even now, if there's going to be moments where he does brain-dead stuff, right. you still has the power, you still have that authority as a head coach to say, I'm putting your ass on the bench. It's okay. There was a moment the other night in the net game in which Nick Claxton had a nice finish around the basket. I think it was an alley-oop. And he stared down Brooke Lopez and almost like pushed him. And they called a tee on Nick Claxton. And this was like three, four minutes into the game. And immediately Jacques Vaughn got Dayron Sharp off the bench. And it looked as if he was going to pull him. And I thought it was awesome. Like, I love Nick. Nick's had a great year this year. He's been fantastic. Sure. I Sometimes that's necessary. Sometimes a coach saying, I put up with this crap. You just gave a point away. Like, what the hell are yeah, you doing? I, I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying if we're if we're going to specifically boil it down to, to Randall, what he's got out of Randall this year is remarkable. No, no, he's had a great so year. I, I, I while it. I don't disagree with your point overall, it's a hard – how could you ask for getting more out of him? Uh, listen, like, the whole point of making – you just want to make a point for point's sake, or do you want to what? help the player move forward, I like get better? I am an IBO. I'm an independent basketball <laughs> no, no, no. observer. The Brooklyn Nets suck. And That's I true. made a point that Loogie was shaking his head out saying, Evan's right. No, you were even shaking right. your head out. How about that? Little net fan but giving I'm just, you some coaching advice. <laughs> exactly. I'm just Whoa. saying. Look what Randall's done. He's done a great job with Randall. That's all I'm saying. Where he was, <laughs> did you ever think Randall could get back to this place? No. Did you from where he was <laughs> no, last year? Did you no. ever think it was possible? No, I to think... get back to the point where he's the all star. He's the, you know him and Brunson are the two faces of the team. I, I would I would have never guessed it. I would argue this that Brunson and Randall. What surprises me more is not Jalen taking this step. Right. And I say that because Brunson was always a good player. He was always a good player, and I thought he showed signs last year in the playoffs when Luca was out. When he was averaging basically 30 a game, mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe he has it in him. Maybe if he has his own team and he's the lead guy, things can change. I'm less surprised about the ascension of Brunson than I am that Julius Randle, who all of you, and I oh. think you're honest enough to admit, yeah. all of you, no doubt. whether it's at this radio station or at home, you wanted him gone. If there's anyone who says different, they're lying. They're lying. Yeah, no doubt. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. We, we've all mm. done it as sports fans. We have an opinion. Right. That guy changes our, our opinion. Yeah. I can't wait for Josh Donaldson to go off and have this exact same conversation. <laughs> can't wait for it. <laughs> and if he does, you know what? Yankee fans are going to be thrilled. Of course. Like, you're not going to no, complain of course. about it. But if you really think about the Randall thing, from I don't know if we've ever seen anybody go from the, the high of two years ago and then have that horrendous postseason performance lead into where he's literally in a fight with the fan base. Right, Everybody right. wants him gone to getting back to where now, I don't know if he's better than he was that year, but the team is better. There's so, more good vibes about the team, even than the four seed that was I've two years ago. I've, I've thought about this. I've thought about I can't imagine anyone making that sort of dip and return. I've thought about that. In the history, as Craig would say, the annals of New York sports. Right. Have we had a guy who came here, you hate him, then you love him, then you hate him, and then you love him again. Like the, the most ultimate right. love-hate relationship we've ever seen. And while no comparison is going to be perfect, okay, I'm just warning you right now, Yeah, the name I'm going to say is not going to be perfect. Right. But I'm trying to find like love, hate, love, hate. Like I'm confused. My head hurts. Do you love him? Do you hate him? Like Edwin Diaz, I don't think fits it because it was like brief love, hate, and then love. Like yeah. it was very simple. Right, right. That's fair. The guy I would say there were more twists and turns with would be Alex Rodriguez. That'd be my guy. Yeah. 
because you loved him when you got him. Oh, sure. And he had a very good first season Mm -hmm. and had a very good divisional series. He then goes into the ALCS and fair or not becomes the face of the choke. Mm-hmm. He does. Mm-hmm. He's the face of the choke. He was great like, in the first three games too. He, you're right. Like he even apart. extends to the first three no, games. No, he, he it literally started when they started losing the Boston. And that's why he's the face of the choke. Yep. And you think of Alex Rodriguez slapping Bronson Arroyo's glove. Sure. So he goes from loved to hated. Then his regular season would be great loved. Then he would choke in the playoffs, hated. Mm-hmm. Then have another good regular season. Then in 06, he's batting eighth, hated. Yeah. Then he basically opts out of his deal, hated, re-signs, has a great year, helps you win a world championship, loved. He finally did it. Then he's a steroid cheat, hated. Then he's like coming back with a comeback year, fairy tale home runs, loved. I want to feel what pure love feels like. <laughs> then he's hated again. Like, I, that is the best comparison I, I, I think I could come up I with. I guess, yeah. Of a love, love, hate, hate, love, love, hate, love, yeah. hate. Yeah. I would still say that I, I I think Randall accomplished more of the everyone hate, everyone love, everyone hate, everyone love. I think Alex Rodriguez had a lot of, like, even during the 09 season, finally, he finally comes through in the postseason, big whoop. Like, I think there was always some base level of love and hate. You know when what I'm they saying? won the World Series in 2009. I don't think so. And he's hitting big home runs oh, and getting big hits. Them. He carried yeah. them to a championship. Yep. I was at that parade that day, Big Mac. I can't get that out of my mind. <laughs> A-Rod was beloved okay. by you people. Okay. And, and nothing nothing wrong with that. I don't say no. that in any kind of belittling way. Yeah, of I got you. I got you. Like, how, how would you know? I got you. I think there are plenty of guys I was thinking off the top of my head, like the maybe the media that had love and hate. Like, Because I'm thinking Tom Coughlin went through kind of that a little bit where he wanted to be fired multiple times, then won championship, yeah. then wanted to be fired again, and then yeah. came back and won a championship. I think that's fair. I think fans yeah. did that with him. They, yeah. With Eli, it went from we're excited we draft him, we love him, yeah. then he's clearly adopted because he's not good. Right. <laughs> then he is good. Then he stinks and he's skittish. Right. And then he's winning a Super Bowl. Yep. Then they don't win for a few years. He sucks. He's he terrible. Yep. Then they win a Super Bowl. He's amazing. Pure and then, love. And then you spend endless years hating him again. Then when he retires and finally leaves you, you start loving him again. Yeah. That's so true. does Eli Manning fit that? A little bit. But once you win two Super Bowls, there's too much love. Yeah. I too think, much love for this, for this I don't conversation. Think anyone, I don't think anyone actually ever really turned on him. No. To say the least. I think people will start to now if he just saturates our TV the way he's trying to saturate our television and our lives. You think so? He's just everywhere. He really is. I mean, I love it, but I, I could definitely see people finally getting an, enough of Eli like, Manning. The latest Eli Manning story, and this is not his fault, is that when Davis Webb got the job in Denver, yeah. Sean Payton called up Eli Manning to get an endorsement. And what I wanted to say to Sean, because I look out for people, was I would not trust a Manning endorsement. <laughs> giving you offensive coaches. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't trust the Mannings when they're freaking endorsing people. No offense. Yeah, I know. I'm just being honest with you. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Carlos in the Bronx. What's up, Carlos? Yeah, Evan, to your point about Derrick Rose, I have a different take. Go ahead. You know, I think I think it's really unfair to Derrick Rose. I mean, Thibodeau became one of the top head coaches in the NBA and recognized because of Derrick Rose, former MVP. Yep. Um, I mean, he, he did everything for that man. And that dude cannot give him two minutes. I mean, to me, it was disrespectful. Like, you're treating Derrick Rose like he's a bust. I, I, I kind of agree. Like, when you bring a guy in with two minutes to go in a game, I know he didn't do it last night. He did it against the Pelicans. I think it's disrespectful. Like, I don't know how people celebrate oh, that. I'm so confused by you people. You're acting like he, they're treating him like Rudy. Like, it's, it's you are. No, you're, you're, you're not like treating him like Rudy. Carlos, don't you agree? They're, they're really 
demeaning a great player like Derrick Rose. They're not putting him no, on his shoulders know, and carrying him off the court. I, they want to see I, him. I get it. I get it. It's really disrespectful to play him in the last two minutes, but still, you play. You burn the guy's knees. You play the guy for so. I mean, Divido had a reputation that he would play his fellow, his his guys so many minutes. Yeah, and I, you can make an argument that that's why they're both starting. I don't want both That's the only place where I'll differ with you. I'm not going to blame Tom Thibodeau yeah, no. for Terry Cross's knee issues. I don't want to do that. But I will blame Nick fans for being very disrespectful to this oh, guy, stop. chanting his name like he's the human victory cigar. Oh, stop. And this guy's a borderline Hall of Famer, yeah. and you're chanting his name like it's me coming into the game with five seconds no, to go with my not. blubber hanging that's, out. That's not the same. I mean, I think, I, honestly, I think it's got to stop. <laughs> Like I, I think it's ridiculous. You are such. I, 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 I don't want to say pathetic, but it's the only thing coming to my mind What's right now. What's pathetic? I've been calling it like it is. Oh, stop it! You're trying to ruin last night in any way, shape, or form. I am not That's trying to ruin last yes, night. Yes, you are. I am not. It yeah, happened this Saturday is the night. Crack committee. Uh, crack committee. Uh, Bullet point right at the top. What that you guys disrespect it's Derrick not, Rose? Do you ask Derrick Rose if he feels disrespected that the entire He's building wants him to play. Say that. He's not going to do that to you. They want to see him. He's not he a, because he's a borderline Hall of Famer. He's a part of the team. He was a big part of the team two years ago, and they just want. Oh, to see they him. want to see him like once a Nick, always a Nick. Come yes. on, cut the crap. Well, what do you think it is? You treat you treat the guy like a like a loser, like he's Brian Scalabrini. That's right, Brian. <laughs> my eyes are on you, you Celtic lifer. Now, oh my god! Like when the Bull fans and the Celtic fans used to chant for Brian Scalabrini to yeah. come into a game, we all know what was going on. The chunky redhead. That's all it was. Yeah, That's but, he, all but, it was. but Rose isn't that. Exactly, but you're treating him that no, way. No, you're not. Brutal. That's so overblown. We'll take That's more, so ridiculous. We'll take more of your phone calls. Plus, we'll examine what Joe Shane said today about Daniel Jones and his status and the future of Saquon Barkley, plus a lot of baseball to get to because Big Mac will verbally, mm-hmm. I want to make this clear, verbally, mm-hmm. sweet, passionate love thoughts about Anthony Volpe. That may happen. I and want then, to know what true love is. A hundred <laughs> different hands on my body. That's what it is, eh, Raj? <laughs> We're coming to you live from the Town Fair Tire Studios, powered by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. That chuckle by Big Mac was the moment he realized Connor is much better at running the board than yep. him. Pure <laughs> love. Pure love. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. 
in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.